The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. In John 6:44, is Jesus saying that only those who are chosen are the ones who are drawn to Christ? In what way does Christ give light to every man on earth? Hey, thank you for joining us today. This is Grace in Focus, the radio and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society, located in North Texas. We will talk about John 44 in just a moment after I invite you to check out our website, faithalone.org. There are thousands of articles there for your learning and research, and we also have a church tracker. Find out more at faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. We have a question from Brian. He talks about the fact that he has a son who is influenced by Reformed theology. And when they talk about the topic of eternal salvation, there's one verse that comes up occasionally that he struggles with, how to respond to his, his son. His son is always bringing up this verse. Yes, and he says this this verse supports what we would call maybe a Calvinistic way of seeing the gospel of eternal life right. or the Reformed. And he it's John 6.44. And I'll just read it in John 6, 44. Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. And even though Brian doesn't say this is what his son says, it's pretty clear from a reformed perspective how his son is going to look at this verse. And that is uh, irresistible grace. If you're elected to eternal life, God will draw you. If you're not elected, God's not going to draw you. So Brian is wondering how we would respond to this, that no one can come to the Son unless the Father draws them. Okay, I remember John Niemela, who used to be on the faculty at Chafer Theological Seminary, talking about how he and some of the other faculty there at Chafer Theological Seminary, maybe even a few of the advanced students, talked about this verse for a long time, over an hour, I think several hours. And he said one of the things they pointed out is the verse does not tell us what percentage of people the Father draws. Yeah. yeah. It could be none. It could be all. But all it's saying here is no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the issue of what percentage of people are drawn is not discussed in this verse, and Calvinists beg the question. They assume this means that only the elect are drawn and nobody else is drawn. So they assume that God only draws certain people. Right, and this is the word helkuo, and it's used a number of times. For example, it's used in John 21 where the disciples caught this huge catch of fish. I think it was 152 fish. So much so the nets were starting to break, and they drug them to shore, helkuo. And so they say, well, see, helkuo refers to dragging, and it has nothing to do with any willingness on the part of the person. However, that's not the case in every case. There are cases where helkuo really means to be wooing or drawing, appealing to someone, and not bringing them a contrary their, their will. will. Right. Yeah, and that's the important thing. Because the Calvinist says, hey, you don't have a say-so in this. He's well, going to drag you here, whether you want to believe or not. Well, in John 6.40, Jesus says, you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. 
what that verse says is, if you're not willing to come to Jesus, you may well not get everlasting life. And we do have people like Cornelius in Acts 10 who were willing. I would suggest that John 16, 7 to 11 shows that God is drawing all. The Spirit is the one who convicts the world, the cosmos, of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's a global, the word world there refers to all of humanity. Not the world of the elect. Not the world of the elect, (laughs) which is the way the Calvinists would view it. right. You know, Calvinists are forced to force things. They're forced to jam things into their mystery box that don't really fit anywhere. Like, for example, 1 John 2, 2, he's the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but for the whole world. And not the world of the elect. And they say, <laughs> no, no, they say that means the elect who are in Asia Minor oh, right. and the elector who are in the rest of the world. Right. And I mean, that's such a fanciful explanation of the verse. They're forced to do that, of course, by their theology. But all John 6.44 is saying is... Basically, what you get in Romans 3.11, no one seeks God, no, not one. Well, we know there are people who seek God. There are lots of them. Cornelius is an example. Or Acts 17.27, God has granted to the Gentiles that they might grope after him, if indeed they may find him, and he's not far from all of us. Well, how can it be that no one seeks God, and yet we're able to seek him? The answer oh, is... Another example would be, I would say, Nicodemus in John 3. There you go. He he's, comes to Jesus. Right. He's an unbeliever at that point, mm-hmm. and he's looking for answers. And the answer is that Romans 3.11 is looking at people in light of their own initiative. If God wasn't drawing people, no one would come. And that's what this verse is saying. But God is drawing everyone. He well, convicts everyone of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Could we say that he reveals himself to everyone? Certainly in Romans 1, right? Create. Bring this out. What the, Romans 1, he talks about the creation. Right. And what is it that the creation reveals? His eternal power, yeah, his wisdom. His divine attributes. Yes, right. So that they are? Without excuse. Without excuse. What does that mean? That means that there's plenty of evidence in natural revelation in the creation to convince people that there is a creator, and then to cry out to him for the truth. And in that same passage in Romans 1, Paul says many of them, we might say most of them, suppress the truth. The Greek word is they push it down. Mm. They see the truth, but they, well, we'll use Paul's words, they suppress it, they push it down. We might say they're unwilling to consider it, but God is drawing them. And that's contrary to the Calvinist view of total depravity. So when we get to John 6, 44, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. Well, the Father's drawing everybody. Right. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. What am I talking about? The Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2024. It will take place May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copus, an absolutely beautiful campground in North Texas, right on the lake with lots of recreation, great food, a great place to stay, wonderful fellowship, and wonderful free grace Bible teaching. Information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. Come and join us, faithalone.org slash events. And you have lots of verses like that. For example, in the parable of the four soils, Luke eight eleven to 15 is the interpretation. It says, 
The sower goes out, he sows the seed, and Satan snatches the seed out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved. And why would he need to do that if they can't believe? Right. And the right. same thing with Second Corinthians 4.4, 4, that the God of this world is blinding them lest the light of the gospel would shine on them. The light of the gospel is going forth to all. It is true there are people who've never heard the name of Jesus, but if there are such people... They're able to cry out to God. And there are lots of examples in modern missions of people who, when the missionaries show up, say, we've been praying for someone to tell us the way to God. In fact, we saw a vision and God told us that men were going to come and tell us the way to salvation. Mm -hmm. And then they come. And there's something like that in uh, Acts 16, verse 9, where uh, the Macedonian is calling to Paul, and he says, come over to us, preach to us, help us. And that Macedonian vision led to Paul going to Europe and preaching Christ in Europe, part of what used to be Yugoslavia. What do you think about a verse? I'm kind of curious. I don't think we've ever discussed this. John 1, 9, that was true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. But would this be related to this conversation? In what way is Christ the light that gives light to every man coming into the world. Well, there's two ways to translate this verse. One way is this was the true light which coming into the world gives light to every man. And the other way is this was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Does the coming in the world refer to Jesus or to every man? Mm -hmm. And the New King James has it that it refers to every man. Right. But either way, I think the point is that by the Incarnation, Jesus is making it possible for everyone on earth to be born again. Not only because he removed sin as a barrier between God and man, John one twenty nine, so that he's the bridge, but also because there is a universal witness concerning his death, his life, his teaching, all of that, even people who haven't heard it, it's available for them to hear. Remember in Romans 10, how should they hear without a preacher? And and yet how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? Well, God is sending these people out to anybody who will listen. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who say, no, no, God's not that big. <laughs> God can't do that. Right. I've talked to friends who said, no, no, that was impossible. And I would say, no, if God can take Philip the evangelist and move him from Samaria to Azotus, just poof, he just beam me up, Lord, and he transports about 25 miles instantly, God can do whatever he wants. He could have moved apostles from the Middle East to North America or Australia or anywhere he wanted. The verse in Hebrews that we quote often, God is a rewarder of those who seek him. I know in that context, he's talking about rewards and he's talking about believers in the context, but certainly that applies to anyone. anyone I think who, it's a proverbial expression. Right, right. It's true, even of the unbeliever. And of course, we have that in Acts 17, 27 sure. about groping after him. And we have many examples. I like think the one Cornelius, you mentioned, Ethiopian eunuch. Ethiopian eunuch. He, he's seeking and he goes to the temple where he doesn't find the answer, but he's seeking. That's right. But he still doesn't have a clue. Until, and and you yeah. have the same thing with Lydia in Acts 16. She goes to the place of prayer because she's seeking. I mean, I think there's other examples. The wise men who are coming to Jerusalem. 
I mean, how do they know to follow that star? I mean, I know that people will say, well, this this verse in Numbers 29, or I think it's Numbers 29 and all this, but somehow they knew. I think they had special revelation. Yeah, God's reaching out to them, revealing himself to them. And, of course, the other thing in Romans 2 is the conscience. God has given man a conscience. That's reaching out to men, and all men have that. That's right. So the Calvinist position here requires a fatalistic approach. The humans have nothing to do with anything. We don't believe God believes for us. We don't live the Christian life. God guarantees it and God's going to do it. And it doesn't even matter if we cooperate. And that's totally contrary to what the scriptures teach. We're born again because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. God doesn't believe for us. We believe. Well, Brian, we hope this conversation helped. And just remember to keep trying to clean out all that Calvinism out of your son every opportunity. And you do that by (laughs) By keeping keeping grace in focus. Read many from our library of thousands of free magazine and journal articles online at faithalone.org slash resources. That's faithalone.org. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, should only committed Christians be baptized? We'll talk about it. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.